from legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Coming up, Ipswich City Council's final meeting of the year on December 9 wasn't without its tense moments, including the rejection of officers' recommendations for a new childcare centre. The Mayor calls for the renaming of Paul Pasali Bridge and Pasali Drive and more big dollars for Springfield Parkway and Springfield Greenbank Arterial. It's Thursday, December 9, 2021, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. The final council meeting of the year considered sensitive issues and what-if scenarios. Ipswich Mayor Teresa Harding joins the show. Thank you for speaking with Ipswich today, Mayor Harding. Oh, thank you, Alan. Before we get to the meeting proper, it started with a very emotional condolence motion for Maddie Bowden of uh, the Mm -hmm. Marburg Hotel fame. I I could hear the emotion in the room. Yeah, it was. And I think Council Ross and Milligan did a, a really good condolence motion. But, you know, he um, is the heart and soul that the Bowden family are of, of the Marburg pub and the, the community there. And at only 42, and he has a little five-year-old daughter, it was just uh, yeah, heartbreaking. You also began the meeting with a uh, mayoral minute calling for the renaming of Paul Pasali Bridge and Pasali Drive. Do you think the majority of the community is on side with that? Um, look, we've looked at it at, for two reasons. One is um, we ask, get asked constantly, we councillors, about when is it changing. It was also a pre-election commitment um, for most of the councillors as well. So we felt very important that, important that we are an accountable council. And if we said we're going to do something before the election, it was really important for us to do that. So um, interestingly enough, the vote actually fell basically how people committed to before the election. And that was, I guess, five, uh, sorry, six, three um, to, to change the names. When Pasali Drive was named, it was promoted at the time as being named after Paul Pasali's parents. Does that make any difference to your deliberations? We're, as a council, we're, you know, we're trying to be forward-looking, but we've got a lot of legacy issues that we've had to deal with the last 20 months. Uh, we knew the memorability was coming up, so we thought we'd wait until the memorability was coming up to address the bridge so we could sort of deal with it in one meeting, not drag things out all the time. Um, I think it's a, an important part of us in, in closing the sh- chapter of the past. Talking of the memorabilia, it's had uh, extensive coverage in the Brisbane media. How did the auction go? It's still ongoing. Go onto lloydsauctions.com.au and you can still bid. I went on there um, at 7 o'clock in the morning and it was already off and running. And how long does the auction go for? Uh, For two weeks and just in time for Christmas. Now on to more serious issues, the proposed Carolee Childcare Centre development. Uh, This decision took up a lot of time at December's meeting. Is this the first major planning decision recommendation by council officers that the current councillors have overturned or not agreed with? Look, I think it would be. Today, Council rejected the proposed new childcare centre. Um, the application went to an independent uh, decision review panel. And yeah, so we've, we've it got voted down eight to one. Is it true that objections and the petition were drummed up by existing nearby childcare centre owners worried about competition? 
Oh, you'd have to ask them, Alan. Um, their responses were part of the independent decision review panel, so they had ample opportunity to present their case. Um, it's all on YouTube and plus the presentations that they made as well. So um, we, we certainly did take that into consideration. I got a strong sense there was intense pressure on councillors uh, not to approve this one, while other centres have been approved elsewhere in Ipswich in sort of similar suburban settings. Do you think this one will end up in the planning and environment court? Well, that'll be up to the applicant. And this is one thing that we really, we spent a lot of time on, I think, because you know, we are the fastest growing city in, in Queensland. So we do need these facilities. Um, but we also have to make sure we do have a planning scheme. And, you know, eight to one voted the fact that this conditioned application did not fit in with the planning scheme. And we gave uh, a lot of reasons uh, for that, including uh, noise, uh, effluent collection, hours of operation, landscaping, parking, traffic congestion. There was a lot of things that it was not adhering to the planning scheme. So I guess it'll be up to the applicant. Council also moved that a response to the proposed call-in by the state government about the wanless facility at Ebenezer uh, should be provided to the minister in a formal session, in a formal manner from council. Uh, do you think this will really stop the proposed call-in going ahead? Well, that'll be up to the state government. The The council has been quite clear. We embrace recycling. We'd love to see the recycling facility go ahead, and we did approve that. What Ipswich doesn't need is another new landfill. We already have um, eight privately owned landfill. We have like 19 years worth of landfill around in that in those uh, facilities there as well. So to have another new one that's so close to residents when we don't need one, um, it's really disappointing to see this happen. Uh, we're certainly hoping that the minister, uh, if he does call it in, um, does does uphold the decision of council. There was a special meeting of the Ipswich Central Redevelopment Committee uh, an hour before the December council meeting, and those recommendations uh, then went on to the full council meeting. I was hoping to hear details of the tenants and who the cinema operator would actually be. Can you explain in simple terms what happened at this special meeting? Yeah, we had two decisions. One was to um, approve going into a lease with a with a tenant. Um, it's it's as frustrating for us as it is for you, Alan. We love to give good news, so we'd love to tell you who the tenant is. But unfortunately, due to the commercial and confidence arrangements, and we're still under some negotiations, we can't announce it yet just yet. But as soon as it's signed on the dotted line, we can. Um, but today, with the cinema operator. It uh, wasn't the signing of a lease. It was, um, I guess, we've been through a tender process. We're now with a preferred tenderer and we're going in that final three months of negotiations. So we did select uh, a similar operator that presented the, the best offer to council with the highest return over the lease of the term, uh, the lowest capital expenditure required from council, but also the lowest annual promotional contribution from council as well. And as a benefit, they also are occupying a smaller lease area than council proposed. So we now have um, additional um, shop front there that we can lease out and make more money from. So if I add three months to December, we're mm. hopefully going to actually hear the result by about March. Yes. And in the ordinary meeting, we also approved a de development application um, for uh, a gym to operate in the Nicholas Street Precinct 24 24-7. Uh, we also approved a DA for the Commonwealth Hotel as well. So it's great to see things progressing like this. We've touched on the growth pressures of uh, increasing population and it was good to see a successful tenderer for the Springfield Parkway, Springfield Greenbank Arterial Stage 1. Can you just update us on the, on the cost and the scope of works? 
Yeah, look, this is Council's biggest road project in our history. It's a $20 million rehabilitation and duplication of the Springfield Parkway and also the Springfield Greenback Arterial. So it's another significant step with uh, approving the tender there. So the, the Springfield Parkway and the Springfield Greenback Arterial are identified as a principal road and a, and a principal cycling route for us as well. So uh, some sections of these roads see more than 20,000 vehicles a day. So it's really important that we have a that we expand these roads. When I think back to the early 2000s and it was pretty quiet out that way yes <laughs> yeah. it, it certainly has changed a lot Mayor Harding there was also a review for the terms of reference for committee meetings why and what's changed here um, look we're in that journey of continual improvement Alan uh, so to we make sure that each year that we review our, our terms of reference for each of our committees are they effective are they not how can we improve them do we stop doing things change things so one of the things that has changed that the councils may bring up matters of public interest in the committees, which I think is a, a really great way to enfranchise the councils to have bring up more things that are happening in the community. Can you give me an example of what a matter of public interest might be? Look, it could be something wanting to talk about an event that's happening or an achievement from a, a local school or community group, or even just uh, to raise a matter that um, you know the public have asked to have raised. So it's just another avenue to enfranchise the councils in the community. All council meetings usually start with the committee reports and the Community Culture, Arts and Sport Committee was uh, tabled at the council meeting and in there there was uh, an item about councillors' discretionary funds where you were one of six councillors who provided money to the Ipswich Ratepayers and Residents Association. Not a huge amount of money, $1,250 mm -hmm. all up. Isn't this like making arrows for them to shoot back at you? This is the beauty of democracy. We've we've asked for the council to go through a, a, a proper grant evaluation process. Yeah, so the grants officers assessed the grant application, which was for a marquee and a display banner um, and things like that. So we thought that it was a, a good community event. Um, I think it's really important that people do have political freedom, Alan. Um, you just can't have uh, people all thinking one way. And, if, and part of the beauty of our democracy is that we do have robust discussions, that we do have different views. I used to be in the army. My husband's still in the military. I have two children who are veterans. You know, we were prepared to put our life on the line for, for freedoms in our, in our country. So it's so very important that everyone has that freedom in our community. You wrapped up the meeting with a, a big statement about the year in review. What were the two major highlights for you? Two major highlights? Well, obviously, uh, this year opening up the, uh, I guess, Nicholas Street Precinct more. So having the administration building, uh, having the children's library is, is a massive uh, one, but also supporting our community during COVID has also been really important for us as well, whether it's with community groups, sporting groups or business community. Our buy switch uh, procurement policy has pumped another $54 million into the business community the last financial year. So it's been, I think, really important for us to, to stop, reflect on how we can serve our community, community as best we can. On that subject of the uh, local buy, uh, what's been the feedback from the two chambers of commerce? Um, they have said it's probably the single biggest thing that we can do to help our business community. Um, just give them the opportunity. They just want the opportunity to tender. And we've also now have a Ford procurement schedule, which is our, basically our order book over the next 18 months. Um, we have over $91 million worth of orders that are sitting there. So businesses can now go through there. They can see if they wish to tender for something in, that's coming up in three months, 12 months, 18 months time. And it allows them to plan and hopefully maybe allows them to partner and collaborate with other businesses in responding to tenders. Mayor Teresa Harding, this will be our last catch up before Christmas and the new year. So uh, all the best to you and your family for 20. 22 and uh, thanks again for talking to Ipswich today. Thank you Alan and Merry Christmas or Merry Festivus as they say.
And a reminder you'll find handy links in the show notes, including to Council's minutes and agendas, and Council's YouTube channel, where you can watch all meetings live and on demand. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the Donate button on the homepage to make a payment through PayPal. Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio and Amazon Music Podcasts, or play Ipswich Today from smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.